0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9. With Scott and Kat.
1: What's up?
0: What's up? It's National
1: Banana Bread Day. I don't care about that. I just like banana bread, and it was a good reminder that I haven't had me in a while, so I gotta get on it. Gotta get on it. Do it. How are you? Uh,
0: good, good. I am, uh, I will be more excited when the weather gets a little bit better, and today's gonna be a little bit warmer, so that's good.
1: Five today is great. I mean, it actually feels a little optimistic right now. Things are opening up again slowly. The weather's getting warmer. There's a lot of vaccines are finally starting to arrive, they say. It just feels like it's a good time. So I'm great with it. Yeah. Uh, January lasted a year and a half, and February's flying by. I mean, it's March come Monday. That's great. A whole bunch of things that I want to talk about here in this After Nine podcast, but before we get to the content stuff, quick question, is it rude to park in front of someone else's house for an extended period of time?
0: For an extended period of time? um, Maybe, like, if you're talking, you're there all day? Mm -hmm. That's a little rude. Yeah, I always wonder about that, because there are certain people, maybe even... On your own street and they have a house on that street and they park on your street, but they don't park in front of their own house. That's rude.
1: I find it. It's such a little thing, but I find it so fucking irritating that. uh, So my side of the street has a sidewalk the other side of the street has no sidewalk. You're also not allowed to park on that side of the street. Right. So everybody that lives on the opposite side of the street every morning rushes out to grab a spot on the road close to their house, but they all end up parked in front of my house. Ah, oh, That's brutal non-stop. And, you know, I don't park on the road that often, but when I do want to, I feel like I should be able to get a spot in front of my own house and not have to go five doors down.
0: Listen, can I just say, and as you get older and you, you get a, a new house every now and again, maybe you're in multiple houses. That's one of the things that I look at now. Like when I looked at this house that I'm in now, I took a look on the street let's see who's parking where is everyone good with their driveway size is everyone parking on their driveway is everybody seem like they're pretty respectful i look at those things now because it it, i'm the same way it drives it drives me a little bit crazy and it's it's not rude to do it for a short amount of time no god it's fine or if you're shoveling your driveway you need somewhere to put your car fine great awesome but the people that do it every day all the time as if that's their parking spot Mm -hmm. that's too much
1: well, Listen, it's all because they don't want to move cars around. And I get it. I don't like moving cars around either. It's a pain in the butt. It almost makes me wonder, though, why do they keep building so many houses with a single driveway and a single car garage? If you have a three-bedroom house, odds are, or a better-than-average chance, there's two cars or two drivers in the household. So if those people don't want to move cars... Then they have to have some sort of an accommodation there. Maybe they have to widen their driveway or something. But they build all these small subdivision houses with single car garages and driveways. And people, I guess, are unrealistic with themselves about what they can and can't handle. And it doesn't take long before, oh, first thing in the morning, better move the car onto the road so I can come and go as I please. Well, no, now you're taking up the space in front of my fucking house, asshole.
0: The uh the builders, the engineers, they they don't care, obviously. They don't care. It's about money, right? You make more money, you squish everybody in there a little bit tighter, you make more money.
1: I get that, but I mean the, the municipalities so one of my problems too is especially if uh if I have company over or if my girlfriend spends the night or something like that, then I've got a car that needs to get parked on the road. But the city discourages overnight parking on the street. Well, If you don't want people to park on the street and homeowners in a neighborhood don't want people parked on that little teeny tiny boulevard there between the driveway and the road, that looks like shit. It looks like you're living in the ghetto. Then they've got to compromise on the street parking thing or stop allowing these builders to build all these three and four bedroom homes that have room for one fucking car. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. I
0: hear you. I hear you.
1: When I run for mayor... (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna fix this problem <laughs> no it, it's a problem everywhere it really is and like i said i mean i i live alone i i just want to be able to to look out my window and and not have to see oh well that asshole is parked right in front of my house all day every day and well i guess it's fine the street parking is there for everybody during the day occasionally i need to park on the street so i can shovel my driveway move something in and out of the garage that sort of thing Yeah, it's annoying Anyway, a whole bunch of things we're going to cover here. Coming up, we're going to talk to the one thing that Kat keeps exceptionally squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. Then, actually, you probably keep a lot of things clean. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, well, uh, there's more than one, but all right. We'll talk about This
1: one, one in particular, though. Uh, I do want to talk about The Bachelor because that was a little messed up last night. And uh, the quarantine hotels have got people right pissed off. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care if you're mad that you're coming back from Mexico and it took you uh, a couple of hours and getting hung up on twice to make a reservation at the quarantine hotel. You shouldn't have been in Mexico anyway, Ted Cruz. Oh, mm-hmm. And speaking of Ted Cruz, <laughs> I do think that we should leave politicians alone. I don't think you should go to a politician's house. I think if you want to protest at Queens Park or in Parliament Hill or at City Hall, fine. I think you should leave their houses out of it. But I admit I laughed out loud when I found out what somebody did to Ted Cruz, the Texas senator who decided to leave Texas and go on vacation to Mexico with his family in the middle of a crisis in Texas when the weather turned and people were like freezing to death. Somebody hired a fucking mariachi band to perform outside his house.
0: He never left. <laughs> it's like he's still there. Look at
1: that, Ted. You got that authentic Mexican experience anyway. Throw oh. a sombrero on and listen to that mariachi band. Just serenade you all I, day long. I
0: really, I try to figure out the mindset of people who go through this kind of embarrassment that Ted Cruz has gone through and continues to go through. And I he wonder, looks
1: like a real piece of shit.
0: Well, that's the thing. Is like, I wonder if he wakes up every day going, "Ah, oh, fuck me, right? I'm such a fucking moron," or if he. And 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 if he can manage to go through his day seriously, thinking like I eh, fucking cares, like good for you. Then you must have the thickest skin on earth because everyone fucking hates you.
1: Yeah, they did a whole sketch on Saturday Night Live about it this past weekend. It was
0: awesome. That that was awesome. Yeah,
1: it was Ted trying to relate to other people who have to give a public apology, and and he was like, Yeah, you and me, we're we're in the same boat. And they were all nope. saying, Get the fuck out of here. We're not. <laughs> I'm nothing like you. Nope. I may be a piece of shit, but I'm not as big a piece of shit as you. Yep crazy anyway um celebrities dating them shailene woolley you may know her woodley. from woodley sorry uh you know her for, she was in the movie version of uh the fault in our stars Correct. and stuff like that right yeah
0: yeah and um x uh what the heck is it uh oh no it's slipping my mind uh x yeah. divergent thank you the divergent series
1: okay She's now married, engaged to Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He is likely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers is a massive icon in football. She claims she didn't know anything about that when she started dating him. She knew he played football, but that was about it. Listen to this from last night on The Tonight Show
0: yes we are engaged we are engaged but for us it's not new news you know so it's kind of funny everybody right now is freaking out over it and we're like yeah we've been engaged for a while i love that Um, he's first off just a wonderful incredible human being but i never thought i'd be engaged with somebody who threw balls for a living like i never (laughs) thought as a little girl i was like yeah when i grow up i'm gonna marry someone who who throws balls yeah
1: are you a football fan
0: I've yet to go to a football game, and before I met him, I'd never seen one football game before. When we met, also like I knew he was a football guy, but I didn't know like what kind of a football guy he was. And I'm still constantly learning. I'm still like, oh wow, you know, friends would be like, you got to watch his YouTube Greatest, or you got, and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. He's good because I don't know him as a football guy. I know him as like the nerd who wants to host Jeopardy. You know, like that's the dude I know. Um, I love that. I love this. This is great. And, and I think that it's a, a lot more, you, like you have, you're skeptical about this. But yeah. let me tell you how easy this is to happen. If you don't follow football, you don't know. And part of you doesn't really care. I like the fact that she's obviously after him for him. Like, she just likes him. And what he does for a living definitely doesn't come first. You know about, I mean, you hear all about puck bunnies. and I don't even know if people still use that term. Or those who chase the money, the, the chase the the ballers, whatever it might be. They're after it for the money and the fame of that individual. She's clearly not. She doesn't give a shit. She never even watched football until him. And she barely watches it now with him in it. With him being all of those things you just mentioned. One of the greats. He, she doesn't give a shit. And I like that. And it is really relatable because I think there's a lot of people maybe listening right now that aren't even really actually sure what their spouse does for a living. Sure, oh,
1: that's maybe, a that's legit. Know, there's a right? lot of people who don't know what their spouse actually does all day.
0: And maybe you know where they live, you know, physically where they go every day. But you really have no idea. You barely even remember the job title. And even if you knew the job title, you still have no fucking idea what that meant. There's a lot of people in that scenario. So I could totally see it being when you're on, you know, Shailene Woodley level of money. So it's not really about money for you. You have your own money. When you start dating this guy, oh, he's he's he throws balls like that's cool, fun, awesome, entertainer, entertainer and sports guy. You don't really realize the details and that some people would fall over backwards to get a date with this guy.
1: Mm hmm. I know it's crazy to me that she ends up with this iconic sports quarter football quarterback. He has got so much fucking money. Like his contracts have been legendary over the years and she didn't really get it. She didn't really know what he did. Like, I don't like football. I mean, you're a nice guy and you're decent looking and stuff. And yeah, I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you, but that works shit. I I don't know if I like that. You, You just go and play with your friends, honey. Oh, you've got a game on Sunday. Okay. I'll just go out with my girls. Give me a fucking break. You've got to be kidding me. That's like uh um, dating LeBron James and not knowing that he is like the greatest basketball player of all time or one of them.
0: But if you don't but but you don't have to love what the person does. You don't have to be a fan of them for what they do. You can be you just be a fan of them as a person. So obviously I'm guessing what happened here is somebody hooked them up, right? Mutual friend or something cuz how else would two famous people get together? So probably someone who's a mutual friend was like, you know what? You'd be great for this person. And they just went on a date. And likely Aaron Rodgers, not because he wasn't a dick, didn't sit there and go, do you know who I am? Do you know how great I am at what I do? Do you know that I will probably be a Hall of Famer and all these things? Why would that get brought up if you're just trying to get to know that person?
1: Well, I just assume that like um – um well, we can't go out on Saturday nights because I have to get ready for work the next day. That might raise a red flag for some people. What do you mean you have to get ready on Saturday night for work on Sunday? Yeah. That, that's... Well,
0: it's, no, come on. No, it's not like she doesn't know what he does. Like, yeah, OK, people play football on Sundays. No problem. Like you, they just there wasn't a lot of follow up question, obviously. Like, OK, cool. Go play football. That's what you do for a living. That's how you make your money. Go do it. It just I could see I totally get this. I get her perspective. You don't care as much. You just don't care just because it's someone else's whole wide world doesn't mean it's your whole wide world. And that's OK.
1: I just don't know how you don't get completely enveloped in it. Like when you start dating someone new, whatever their career is, it can either be a total hands off or you kind of get sucked into it just through the process of everyday conversation.
0: Sure. Giselle, but Giselle might be one of those examples, right? She gets right fucking into it.
1: Sure, she does. There's a lot of sports wives that get right into it. Uh Shailene, I guess, is going to be the opposite of that. Does she even want to go? I mean, she can sit in the owner's box and watch her fiancé play football, but she probably doesn't have any interest in it. And that shocks the shit out of me. I wonder how much there's people trying to track down the Mitch Marners of Toronto – The Austin Matthews of Toronto, the Freddie Andersons of Toronto, and maybe they have girlfriends that you just don't hear about or see very often, but the Leafs that are single, young, making like $100 million, they must have girls all over them or trying to track them down, I would think, right? Is that how it works?
0: Oh, I guess it all depends on the person. There's going to be some that are a little more reserved, like... Let's take Sidney Crosby, for example, because now he's a little bit older, right? He's into his, like, almost mid-30s. Somebody
1: told me just recently that he's aging well. Uh, Like, he's turning into the total package.
0: Oh, totally. No, he's a a good-looking dude, and he has a girlfriend. When have you ever heard rumors about him with women, though? I mean, think about it. He's been in the NHL doing his thing, super, superstar, top of his game. He's focused on the sport, and he has a way... It's either he had a bunch of people, you know what I mean, he went through some women, but it was all hush hush and he was he managed to keep that quiet, or he truly just focused on the sport and didn't focus on all that side shit that gets you well unfocused, right? Yeah,
1: I just have to think that there is at least a couple of girls out there in the GTA that are just dying for an opportunity to shoot their shot and get with a hundred millionaire who happens to be the leading scorer of in course, the NHL.
0: Of course there is. Yeah, they're probably being thrown. Like there's girls being thrown their way if they want, if they wanted. But I think that you also have to have, you also have to look at history and, and hopefully the young kids don't let everything get to their heads when they are focused and on that Sidney Crosby path and go, You know, I need to focus on what I'm doing, and instead of worrying about who I'm gonna sleep with at the hotel, I need to focus on my game. And that's why I use Crosby as a good example, and and Ovechkin. I'll throw him out there too, because I'm sure, although not as good looking, um, he could probably get he could have gotten many, many, many women through the years. But you focus on the game, and that's what will get you further. And try not to focus so much on that. But of course, there's women throwing themselves at you. Maybe not in person, maybe on just on social media, trying to slide into your DMs. And some athletes give into it we all know that oh and yeah other
1: basketball is the one where the stories come out a lot basketball
0: and, and probably basketball and football are some of the ones that come to mind some of them but golf even hey golf <laughs> yeah <laughs> From the tiger time Woods to time. Shit was crazy right like so there's always going to be people throwing themselves at you when you were rich and, and successful and, and good looking but if you could focus on your sport and the reason why you're there That's what makes a good person, you know,
1: actually, Tiger's a good example, kind of along the lines of this Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley thing. Uh, Imagine dating Tiger Woods and and not really getting how big a star he is. Like, yeah, you know, he's a golfer, but is it really like, hey, honey, want to go out this weekend? Oh, shit, I can't. I got the U.S. Open this weekend. Oh, that's okay. You go have fun with your friends. I'll go out with my girlfriends. Like, what the fuck? It's the U.S. Open. Go, watch, cheer. Shit. I'll date the fucking guy. I know.
0: I know you would. I I
1: probably would. Tiger? Yep. Uh, The Bachelor last night. The Canadian is gone, but not for the reasons that you might think if you didn't see it. We're talking about Serena. 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 Serena's I, a good-looking girl, and she's smart, and she's got one hell of a personality. I like her a lot, and I don't even think I fully realized until last night that she's from Markham.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the I, I think she might have been... There might have been two Canadians in the entire season this time around, but uh, yeah, she, she was one of the ones that Matt kind of liked early on, and for all those reasons you mentioned, for sure. She's actually got a good head on her shoulders. She's not a fucking complete idiot like some of the other people, um, but... She, I found it interesting, too. It, it takes sometimes your family, and that's why hometowns, which isn't really hometown because of COVID, but that's why hometown, these hometown dates, really do bring it back to reality, because nobody will make you see a little more clearly than your family. And she sat down with her mother, and she sat down with her sister at separate talks, and they could tell, because they know her so well, you're not that invested in this. And here's, mm. here's a little bit of what that sounded like when she did talk to her family. Do you enjoy your time with him? Yes, I do. He's intellectually stimulating. hmm We have good conversations. He makes you feel good about yourself. hmm I don't know what it is, and I just can't put my finger on it. And,
1: like, I can't, like, verbalize it or, like, write it down. But there's just, like, something that's,
0: like, that's causing me this, like, deep doubt. You know, you have to take what you need, Right. It's just hard because,
1: like, I don't even know what that is
0: at this point. Yeah. I think that last relationship really messed with your head, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where a little bit of your doubt's coming from. I was so sure last time, and then... And you got hurt, and you got hurt badly. (laughs) And I was like... It was like my biggest fear came true at the end of that relationship. Like, I was so sure, and then I was wrong. I got, I got so
1: hurt. I just, I think I'm just struggling to like trust my feelings. I just like don't want to make the wrong decision. I just like want to be out of my brain for like five minutes.
0: So realizing when you talk to someone else, get an outside perspective, that's when you realize like, ah, shit, maybe I don't want this. Because I think you get, don't you think there's something to it that you get caught up in the moments when you're mm-hmm. on the show, sure, right? like absolutely. Do, even on these resorts, like you're, you're still being wine and dined, and life is grand, and you don't need to worry about all of the day to day things. And they're pumping
1: you full of booze,
0: totally. Like I know, right? And then all it takes is your family to kind of snap you back to reality. Of like, I don't, I don't think you actually like him, like. What a fucking light bulb moment that would be. Like, yeah, why do I care so much? Because it's a competition. Because That's they, why. Right? They breed this into you from the beginning. Like, get that man. You get your man. Wait a minute. He's not my fucking man. And yeah, I don't even his... like him that much. <laughs> I just want to win. <laughs> I hate losing. And, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ah, this whole like it's kind of boring to me the whole season. So I get it. And he's just not for her. So good for her. She realized it early enough so that there was no proposal. And then she dumped him. I think that it just comes down to the fact that I don't,
1: I don't think that you're my person. Mm -hmm. Um, it sucks to hear that because I just want what's best for you. And... If that's not going to be me, I can't make you happy and be all those things for you, then like that stinks. Do you want to walk me downstairs um, It was weird, like he asked her to walk him out, almost like the Bachelorette kind of setup. It's strange to see The Bachelor get walked out, but good on her. She had a head on her shoulder. She realized, well, maybe this isn't something I should do a lifelong commitment on. (laughs) So I think I'm just going to say goodbye. Well, let's go our separate ways now. So that was good. I I guess my biggest problem with it last night was they couldn't come to Canada to do the family thing, like you said. So they brought the family in, and they tried to create a Canadiana-type setup. And like, hey, look, here's a map of Canada. Can you find where I live? And surprisingly, Matt did roughly know where the GTA was. Not specifically Markham or Toronto, but he had a rough idea. That's good. He's clearly a sports fan. He's probably seen some Jays games or something. And then they were trying some of our Canadian cuisine. And normally that shit drives me crazy. If you're an American listening to this podcast, we haven't acknowledged you in a while. But hey, how you doing? Thank you for still listening in America. Just so you know, the stereotypes are not true. We eat the same shit as you. When we order Chinese food, we get the same shit you get. When we go to McDonald's, we get Big Macs. We get Quarter Pounders at at, uh, McDonald's. We get Whoppers at Burger King. It's the same. We don't eat fucking back bacon like it's going out of style like you guys have probably heard and theorize about us but she did get him to try back bacon last night and even she didn't fully know what it was she said oh try it it's like ham back bacon's not like fucking ham it's thick bacon that's all it is not ham it's not a fucking roast
0: you're upset about this
1: i felt attacked by that yeah uh he tried poutine and I don't know. I mean, poutine is great depending on where you get it from, because some of it's very generic and shitty. Like McDonald's sells poutine here. You can go to a lot of mom and pop type shops, though, and get some really good poutine. So I'd kind of like to know what she served him. Well,
0: that's the thing. I don't think that they 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 shipped in some poutine from Canada. So I'm not sure what that was. Well,
1: yeah. And she's like, oh, it's cheese curds and gravy on top of fries. Those didn't even really look like cheese curds. I mean, they're doing this in the States. I wouldn't be surprised if they just poured some fucking queso on top of it or something like that. In any case, Matt, if you're listening, uh, come to Canada. We'll show you around when we can, and you won't have to go to our shitty quarantine hotel, and we'll get you some real food. Uh, As for Serena P., though, good on her. I'm glad she walked away. But now let's go to Rachel, because when her dad was on last night, all I saw was Ponch. That was a total throwback to Chips because her dad looks just like Eric Estrada. (laughs) It's crazy how much. And I tweeted that out and people were going like, oh, my God, it is him. It's not. But holy shit. Total doppelganger. Uh, She is the rumored one to win the whole show. Am am I right? The the spoiler type things that come out.
0: Rachel, yeah, apparently ends up with Matt. Matt, by the way, for the first time. Who did he talk to? He talked to a publication about like all the shit that went down in his season because there's controversy after controversy. It's sure b- between uh, you know Victoria and all that weird stuff. wasn't even wasn't even it. It was Chris Harrison's comments and what happened on the podcast, and then what happened with Rachel. When we found out that she was do- had some racist tendencies. So if she ends up with him, that makes things kind of awkward. They have to have that discussion. So he without giving anything away, he did an interview like just yesterday. Actually, it was published about how it's been hard this season for him to watch everything unfold as his season aired after it had already filmed
1: Mm -hmm. because he knows how it ends.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: In any case, uh, the the thing I think that stood out the most last night was Rachel when they did the skydiving. She ate shit on the landing like she fucking bought the farm
0: (laughs) like let me try to describe it so she comes down they roll her face rubs up against the grass for a good couple feet like just fucking ate shit like probably literally ate shit while she was down there and it looked like it hurt thankfully she didn't break her nose because i thought on that landing she'd break her fucking nose she landed on her face. Trust me, guys, you, if you do anything, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're not interested in The Bachelor and you're going, OK, get over it. Let's talk about something else. Just trust me. Look up on YouTube. Rachel's Landing. They actually have it right on The Bachelor YouTube page. You'll, <laughs> you'll laugh. You'll laugh.
1: It was awful to watch. Anyway, Bachelor was good last night, uh, more or less, as good as this season's going to get. It is just a couple more weeks left and then they're done, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. Women Tell All is next week. And then after that, I believe it's the finale.
1: Good. I hope they bring Victoria back because that's the only thing that can save this season is some epic showdown. Uh, The contestants for The Bachelor, they're filming all this at a resort, like a hotel. We have hotels here in Canada. It's mandatory that you have to go to them, and it costs uh, about $1,000 a night, nearest I can tell. (laughs) Now travelers are complaining about the COVID quarantine hotels when you land in Toronto because they say they had to wait on hold for hours and have been hung up on multiple times if the call even connected in the first place. Apparently, there's a problem making a reservation at the quarantine hotel. One person tried to skip going to the quarantine hotel, just went home. So police followed him and gave him a
0: $3,000 fine. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. 3K. Ah, they, they mean business. No fucking around here, I guess. It's good. Well, good. We got to keep these variants out. And you know what? Nothing about this quarantine hotel is supposed to be convenient for you. It's meant to be a deterrent so you don't think, "Ah eh, fuck whatever. Yeah, I'll just I'll go to the Bahamas for a week and then so what? I'll spend a couple of days at that hotel. I've got some extra cash. I don't care." Well, it's not supposed to be easy. You're not staying at the fucking Royal York. Yeah. You're staying at a Holiday Inn and paying a thousand dollars a night for it. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you're in your room. Like you're. It's not like you have amenities. You can't just. Oh, it's okay. I'll go down to the hotel bar, hang out. Like none of that is happening. I think people realize that. I but would hope it's not a pleasure pleasurable experience.
1: Yeah, they bring the meals right to your room. You're not allowed to leave for anything except for I believe it's once a day. Comparable to jail, really, once a day, you're allowed a fresh air break where you're allowed to go into like the courtyard or something like that. But even that is supervised. They don't want you interacting with anybody. And keep in mind, you've already tested negative. Before you go to this quarantine hotel, you when you got to Customs, had to show your proof of a negative test. Then they tested you again. The only reason you go there is to wait for the results of the second test. If it's negative, you get to leave and go quarantine at home. But then you've got to get another test on day 10. It's fucked. But I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not discouraging the program. It's kind of funny, actually, that... People didn't know how bad it was going to be. Like they heard all the warnings. Don't travel. It's not the time to travel. But they traveled anyway. So I don't really feel that bad for people. Yeah. I do think, though, that for those people who don't have the two grand, they should do what they did back in the spring of last year. Remember, the government was giving out $5,000 loans so that you could get home from wherever it was in the world you were.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I think they should give people loans for these quarantine hotels. And yeah, you should have to pay it back, but I that's a tall order if you've got like a, a retiree that decided they're gonna continue being a snowbird and went down to Florida back in November or December, and now it's just time to come home. Well, the game has changed since you've been gone. Just so you know. Now you get that big hotel bill. Uh let's talk about cars for a second. It's a new survey. And they found that not only are our cars really, really dirty, there's a large percentage of people whose cars are so dirty, they can't even have a passenger in it. 19% of people haven't cleaned their car in the past three months. 10%. One in 10. See, they don't even remember the last time they cleaned it out. And a, a large majority... Are so bad with their car that they would have to move things before a passenger could get in.
0: Okay, how do you how do you get to that? How do you get to that point? And I know I come from like a different uh, a, a different world because I don't understand how you could sit there. Let's say you use your car every single day. I don't understand mm-hmm. how you could sit there with all of that stuff there and just be okay with it. But maybe that's just a personality thing, right? We're all different. But you you you're breathing in all that air in your car. Like you at least want it to be clean, no? I guess not. I guess some people just don't care.
1: Well, I mean, I think there's different degrees of dirty cars. There's some people who are like, "Up, oh, finish my coffee, chuck the cup in the back. Little bit spills out. Ah, fuck it, who cares? I'll clean it later." There's some people who they'll finish a a Big Mac, throw it the the wrapper in the bag, put the bag in the back, or throw it on the floor
0: of the passenger seat. Oh, I, like, see that. I don't I don't get that. That's not that can't be, actual <laughs> fucking
1: garbage Ugh. in their car. For but, me, I don't have garbage in my car, but I do have a lot of stuff in my car. I've got a stack of papers. Like, I don't know, maybe the CRA's going to someday want that 2011 tax return. Why
0: do you it's right that, there in the backseat of the car. But, but hang on. Why <laughs> do you have paperwork in your car? Like, I know you have a home office. Yes. Why is it in your car and not in your home office?
1: So in a lot of cases, it's not actual paperwork. Sometimes it's just mail. I'll, I'll pick up the mail and I'll open it up. And OK, here's my uh, hydro bill. Great. I'm going to take that in the house with me. But in the meantime, I've started a little stack of papers there on the passenger seat that I just haven't moved yet to the recycling bin or I've got to get to a shredder because it's got personal information on it. That sort of thing. Sometimes it just adds up. Sometimes you just forget about it. Me, I mean when I uh would have a meeting at the office. Okay, well, here's a handout for you. Great. Throw it in the back seat. I'll I'll, I'll deal with it later. I'll go over that another time. And it just accumulates. I I see how it happens. The garbage thing though, I don't get. People that have got actual food on the floor of their car. Ugh. That one, I don't get.
0: Ugh. I've got a girlfriend that does that did that a lot. And, and she was busy. And I get it. And she had a couple of jobs at, the, at that time. So she was going from one job to the other job. So she'd eat in the car on the way to the other job. And all right, fine. A little bit of garbage. I get it. But there would be full pieces of food in boxes and bags in the back seat. Like, you can't take... A minute it takes a minute or less pull up somewhere that has a garbage just clean the shit out like i don't i don't understand And and i'm not judging you know you got a little bit of a mess in your car I, I get that we're all we're all busy people we've got some things but it's the people who like accumulate so much you can't even see the seats in the car like how do you not think maybe i should take a minute no that doesn't cross your mind
1: I'm sure it does for some, but like I said, I still stand behind the fact that y- you have some things that you have to take with you from the house to the car, and they don't always, everything goes out, everything comes back in. It doesn't always work that way. In fact, I've got like three snow brushes and scrapers in my car. I don't need three because I've only got one windshield, but sometimes you just accumulate shit, and every now and again, you have to do a, a, make an effort to clean your car. I just don't do that. As often as you do. So I'll tell people, Kat and I still go to the same mechanic in Etobicoke that we used to go to when we worked in Toronto. It's uh, Superior Automotive. They're on Jutland Street, just off of Kipling.
0: What's up, Paul? What's up, Tiago? What's up, Rick?
1: They take great care of you. They're good. They'll only do the work that needs to be done. Every time I take a car in there for something, even if it's just for snow tires or an oil change, he'll say to me, bro, you know, Kat's car is spotless. And he's saying that to shame me oh. because I have, I don't know, a spare set of headphones sitting in the back seat. It's not junk. I might need that spare set of headphones. They're there for a reason. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he goes out of his way to highlight, bro, her car is spotless. And then look at this fucking thing. Look at your car. None of your goddamn business, Paul. How about that?
0: None of your business. <laughs> just fix the fucking car. <laughs>
1: yeah. How about we play a nice game of fix the fucking car, and I'll get out of here. Hey, you want to play that game? That's great.
0: No, it is gro- Okay. Can I just say though, for those who who are in um, mecha- uh, who are a mechanic, or who do car detailing, or who do car rentals, or even have a car dealership, and you take on the the used vehicles, I know you have stories. Because mm-hmm. I had a friend who worked at, it was uh, a valet, and he used to be the person that did the pre-clean of the car before oh. the car was washed. What a yeah. horrendous job. Like, sure. I'm talking dirty fucking underwear.
1: Dirty and, underwear? Uh,
0: yes. And who's, who's rolling their car up to get cleaned? N- like, w- not even embarrassed or 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 have a care in the world that someone has to pick up those that fucking filthy gitch and remove it from your car or put it into a bag for you for after or whatever you don't care that much is it is it arrogance or are you really just unsure it's there if it's there or not or do you know it's there and not care i mean i always want to know more information about these people he's seen it all used condoms like like, oh yeah fucking sex toys like you name it over the years ask anyone who does that kind of a job there are people that roll up and i i wonder sometimes if they want people to see that i'm not
1: sure maybe i I I tend to think they're just pigs though
0: totally like you just come across as a filthy pig if you have all of that stuff sitting in your seat and that's of course the more rare sightings but then you got your everyday stuff people have clothes and shoes and and obviously food and everything else. It's not a fun, it's not a fun job. It's not a fun job um, to me. The, the afterward is such a nice feeling, I'm sure. Like, oh, the smell of a freshly cleaned car, amazing. But to have to be the one to clean that, ugh. Someone actually texted us this morning, by the way, um, that takes in, same thing. They had a car dealership. They were the ones that kind of took on the used cars and cleaned them. One had bed bugs. They had to actually destroy the car
1: destroy the car destroy
0: the car it wasn't worth cleaning to actually have it a deep enough clean they'd have to remove some of the seats it was that bad that they had to actually just straight up ditch the car
1: holy shit that's terrible
0: and take a loss yeah
1: unreal okay a couple stories i want to blow through here quickly before we wrap it up uh two underage guys down in the states they were in pennsylvania had some sort of an encounter with police on saturday night and they didn't like how they were spoken to so they decided you know what i want to speak to your manager they went down to the police station to file a complaint against the officer they had had a run-in with the problem is as i said they were underage and they were drunk not a good idea to drive to a police station underage Mm. drunk so they both got charged for drinking underage because they were loaded Both got charged for disorderly conduct, and one of them also got a DUI because the cops watched this idiot roll up to the police station. Drunk. You fucking idiot.
0: Did he wear a bow?
1: He might as well put a bow on himself, right? Paint a giant bullseye on your chest like here is an easy arrest. Here you
0: go. I'm here, and I'm stupid as fuck.
1: Taco Bell is joining the fried chicken sandwich wars. Sort of. Their response to Popeye's awesome chicken sandwich and KFC's awesome chicken sandwich, Mary Brown's awesome chicken sandwich, uh, Wendy's has a good one, is to create the fried chicken sandwich taco. It's a fried chicken breast, seasoned perfectly, they say, that instead of pickles, will have jalapenos, instead of mayo, is going to have chipotle. And will come in a flatbread folded up like a taco. You interested?
0: Oh, I mean, no, it's not for me. I'm curious, though, like why is it just because of the chicken sandwich wars that they want to get involved? Because they're mainly like beef people, aren't they?
1: Uh, Taco Bell I mean they have chicken tacos and and chicken burritos and stuff so it's not like they don't serve it but apparently when people go out for fast food these days a lot of people are going for those chicken sandwiches and everybody wants to have one. I also think that a lot of people saw the kind of publicity that Popeye's got two years ago when they introduced that sandwich and it sold out so quick and people were like burning homes down to try and get one beating the shit out of each other in the streets because they got a sandwich and, and they couldn't have one it was a mess. Mm-hmm. So I think people kind of want that kind of addiction and uh loyalty. So uh, I don't blame them. Uh, good on Taco Bell. I don't know what it's going to taste like. The current format is great. Big piece of chicken on a brioche bun with a little bit of mayo and pickles. It's amazing. Taco Bell's taken some liberties here by adding in the chipotle and the jalapeños, but I'm totally willing to give it a shot. All right. New survey out from Finder.com, that is a financial services company, says 42% of Canadian credit card holders are leaning on their card more than they used to before the pandemic. They say that's led to a surge of pandemic debt. Ah, We've been talking about this for a while, right? Uh Oh, yep. 59% of card holders are carrying a balance. For 11%, it's over $5,000. Man, wow! of those people with credit card debt, a substantial portion has got more than a $5,000 balance. Younger Canadians, they say, were the hardest hit by this pandemic debt. Only about one in three Gen Z and millennials pay off their credit cards each month. That means two-thirds are carrying a balance. Only half of Gen X and baby boomers pay off their balance monthly. Holy shit, cat! you know, I mean, good. I know the economic pressure here. And, and that's part of the reason that that came to mind. Uh, thank you to Finder for sending that to me. Finder dot com. Uh, we had a couple of servers reach out after yesterday's podcast when we were talking about how shitty this 10 person limit is. Turns out we're absolutely right. They've done those shifts where you can only have 10 customers at a time. In some cases, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It would actually be more financially advantageous for them to take the EI and not go to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exact opposite of what we're trying to achieve here.
0: Yeah. I've heard the same and I've I've heard similar uh, in re- in some retail spots where they're only working even though they could make the same in EI, they're only doing it for that social aspect basically, but financially it's not doing anything for them and that's a problem. It's a problem. And leaning on the credit card, that's that's difficult too because some of that could be completely legitimate. Hey, I've got to pay bills. Hey, I've got to do this. Like where else am I supposed to go if I run out of of my ei like what other options do i have and then i think there's also a dangerous path of of who knows maybe there's people who are just being irresponsible with it thinking ah it's fine like whatever i'll throw a little bit here and a little bit there and it adds up quite quickly
1: there's some people though who see debt and they think oh fuck my balance is like five thousand dollars and you know what it's gonna take me so long to pay it off fuck it i'm just gonna max it out And they'll just keep shopping, or they'll keep spending, Mm -hmm. or they won't pay it, and the interest will keep accruing. We've basically been programmed to think that credit cards are great because you can do all this shit with them, but having credit card debt is a shameful thing. And there's a lot of people who won't even talk about how much money they owe because Mm -hmm. they're ashamed by it. I mean, I have credit card debt. I think most people have some credit card debt. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a a shitty thing to be in because those interest rates are nuts. It's funny because every once in a while, we'll get a government that'll say, we're going to go after those predatory payday loan companies that that take like 10 percent of a paycheck to cash it for free or to give you a down payment on your paycheck. Why is nobody talking to Visa and MasterCard that are charging like 28 percent interest? Yep, especially when people are already vulnerable. You know, we went after Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats because they were charging restaurants high fees how come nobody's going after the fucking credit card companies? They don't get. They didn't give anybody a break during the pandemic. Did anybody get a call from Visa saying, yeah, we know it's a pandemic and some people have lost their jobs. So we're going to slash your interest rate down to mortgage rates. You're going to pay like 2.9% interest instead of 30. They didn't yeah, do that.
0: I'm not sure if I heard of, of that happening, at least not here. Now, there are some credit card companies in the U.S. that might have done it um, before, before any in Canada. But, yeah, I'm not sure we got any slack with that.
1: Well, that was one area that they probably could have done a lot of good if they had gone to them and said, guys, people are online shopping more than ever. They're using credit cards like crazy. You guys are making more money than we can print. Maybe cut people a little bit of slack during a pandemic here and don't jack those interest rates as high as they are. Uh, I know that there's ways that you can transfer your balance to lower balance things, but it's uh, it's a shitty spot to be in when you've got credit card debt. So if that's you, I, I totally feel you. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening to After 9. We'll have another edition coming out tomorrow. And before the end of the week, Dave Blizzard is going to join us. And I think that's it.
0: Have a good one.